0: Hey Life Point Church, I just got back from Cameroon just a few days ago and we operate off of a principle when we're on the mission field of being flexible because you never know what's going to happen. I never thought I'd be operating off that principle when I got back into the United States, but here we are with the coronavirus and we're doing things a little differently as a result. Today we're gonna trust God uh, in the new series that we're starting Time to Dream, opening doors to your future um, uh, as we just kind of move ahead. Things may change in the future, don't know, uh, depending on what's going on, kind of in our culture with this virus type thing. But before we launch into this message, I just want to pray for us as a spiritual family and for our nation and uh, those who have lost loved ones as a result of this virus. So let's just pray just briefly. Lord, we just uh, really do uh, come before you. You are our God. You, we trust in you, and we ask you that you would lead us and guide us um, as a spiritual family, as we endeavor to be your people and to represent you in uh, a culture, in a world, God, that's broken, that's filled with all kinds of brokenness, and one of those things is just physical brokenness and we want to be those who pray for our nation, who pray for people who are suffering. God, we'd ask you that you would bless them, that you would be with them, that you would lead and guide them as you are leading and guiding us. We give this to you, God. We know that you love us, that you care for us, that you're a good God, and that you're in control. And so we lift this up to you in Christ's name, amen. Well, some of you are new to what I would call a spiritual growth Campaign. And so I want to explain it to us just briefly. A spiritual growth campaign is a concentrated 40 day spiritual boost to your life that we commit to doing together using multiple learning styles to equip and energize us for our future. Now, that is a mouthful. So let me break this down for us. I want you to circle the word boost. And right beside that word, we grow in spurts. Nothing, gro- nothing in nature grows continuously. It grows in spurts. In the springtime, there, there is a lot of growth. But in the summer, there's not as much growth. And so we as a church focus on our personal development In a major way, one time of the year. Now, why do we take six weeks to do this? Because it takes about six weeks to develop a spiritual habit. And basically, your life is the result of your habits. And if you are going to be a new person, you must develop new habits. And so, in our spiritual growth campaign, we focus on spiritual growth or spiritual habits like. A quiet time with God, like memorizing God's word, like giving, like praying. If you study the ministry of Jesus, in a three and a half half year period of time, he had about six to seven different spiritual growth campaigns with his disciples. He would pull them to himself, and he would give them rest and spiritually build into their lives, and then he would send them out on, to ministry projects or mission projects. He never pushed them to grow continuously. The second word I would have you circle is the word commit. And right beside that word, write, we grow by making commitments. Every time you make a commitment, you grow. If you decide to buy a car over a 72-month period, guess what, you're gonna grow. If you decide to get married or have children, you grow. If you don't make commitments, guess what? You don't grow. In our spiritual growth campaign, we focus on committing our time, our talent, and our treasures because the more commitments we make in life, the more we grow. The third word I would have you circle is together. And right beside it, we grow in community stronger and faster. Why? Because we are supporting each other. If you decide to go on a diet by yourself, or you decide to go on a diet with others, which one do you think you're going to be more consistent with? Obviously, those that you do with others, so in a spiritual growth campaign, we do things together. We grow in spurts we, by making commitments as we do it together. Finally, I would have you circle the phrase learning styles. And right beside that, write this. We learn in different ways. I'll make a comment about that in just a moment. Now in these next six weeks, we... What's our our goal? Well, we have got four goals. Number one is that we want to prepare you for your future. I don't want you to waste your life. In Ephesians 2.10, it says this. God made each of us what we are. He created each of us for a life of good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. In essence, what Paul is saying here is that God has already prepared the dreams that he has for your life. He's not making them up on the spot. He thought of them before you were even born. And so it's important for you to get God's dream for your life right now. The second goal is that we want to prepare us for our future together as a church family. And that dream for this year, I've put in the acrostic of doors. D stands for discover my successor, to help us grow and multiply. In fact, believing God over the next 10 years that we will double. O stands for obey the great commission, continuing to reach and make uh, disciples of all nations. O again stands for outshine the darkness. The way you and I are going to bring revival to this church is not just by doing things, but rather by being. And so we're going to have an emphasis on developing who we are. R is about reaching our diverse community, our local community. As you know, things are changing, and God wants us to reach the people that he is sending here. S stands for serving those in pain. We want to help those who are hurting, helpless, and feeling hopeless. God wants us to care for ministries by continuing to develop ministries that support those who are in pain. And we want to do that together. Take a look at 1 Corinthians 12 uh, verse 27. Together, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is an important member of his body. I'm not the body of Christ. You aren't the body of Christ. Together, we are the body of Christ, and together, we can make a greater impact on this world. And that is what God has called us to do. The third goal is to help each of us discover our unique role and contribution. We are not here just to suck up resources for ourselves. No, God wants us to use our lives to make a difference in others. We are like a jigsaw puzzle. When one piece is missing, what is it that you notice? This is pretty obvious, you notice the missing piece, right? When I don't do my part, I cheat you. When you don't do your part, You cheat me. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4.10, God has given each of you a unique spiritual gift to help others. Let his gracious generosity flow through you. And so we're all going to work together to help each other become everything that God wants us to be. Goal number four is this. Prepare us to support each other in doing God's dream for your life. One thing that God absolutely hates is loneliness. Loneliness drives us to do a lot of crazy things in life. Why? Because he's made us for community. He's made us to be in contact with one another, to be a spiritual family together. Uh, it's pretty obvious that our physical families aren't going to last forever, but God's spiritual family does. And he wants us in a spiritual family to stimulate one another's faith. Take a look at uh, Romans chapter one and verse two. I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. And so this is what we're going to be doing over the next six weeks. We're going to be stimulating each other's faith so that we can grow. Not just as individuals, but as a spiritual family. Now the tools that we're going to use are are several. The first one is that we're going to use the tool of concentrated focus. For the next six weeks, we're going to be focusing in on your future. Trusting God to open doors to it. It's going to be like one of those physical workout boot camps where where you burn a lot of calories uh, real quick. We're going to be doing the same thing. Focused concentration. The second tool is small group support in the next 6 weeks even in regard even with what's going on in, in our culture or in our world with this virus we want to encourage you to get in small groups because that is where the action really starts so we're going to use Concentrated focus. We're going to use small groups, not large groups, small groups. The third tool we're going to use is multiple learning styles and reinforcement. The reality is, people learn in different ways. So, in a spiritual growth campaign, we use lear- different learning styles so as to help everyone grow. For instance, some people are audio learners. Their ears are the gatekeeper. They learn by someone speaking. Now, I hate to tell you this, but that's probably one of the least effective ways of learning. Because we forget about 95% of what we have heard within 72 hours. That's discouraging for me as a communicator, okay? That's why we need to use different learning styles. But this is one, audio. As I like to say, the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory because we can't remember everything uh, forever, okay? That's why I give outlines so that you can write things down. And if you write it down and you keep that outline, you can remember it for a lifetime. The second way that people learn, uh, your eyes, okay? Uh, your eye is the gatekeeper. And some people um, see, have to learn through, by watching things. They learn through their eyes. I, they have to read it. They have to see it. They have to watch it. The third way that people learn is verbal Some people are verbal processors. They have to talk about it. They don't like listening people. They don't like reading it. They have to talk about it. Maybe you are married to one of those. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) But they have to talk. If you like to learn through talking, you probably like small groups. Nevertheless, some people learn that way. Now some people don't learn through listening, or talking, or reading. We call these men, okay? They like to learn through doing. They like to put their hands on it. Men typically learn by doing things, not by reading instructions. They'll say, hey, forget that, I'll just kinda tinker with it and figure out how this thing works. The reality is we all learn in different ways. And yet, in a spiritual growth campaign, we try or attempt to address all of them. We hear it, we see it, we talk about it, and we do it. Why do we do this? Because I want to mobilize us towards maturity. I want to take this thought of uh, time to dream, opening doors to your future, and I want to nail it into your being I want to nail it into your being as you hear it. I want to nail it into your being as you see it. I want to nail it into your being as you discuss it with others. I want to nail it into your your being by doing it. I want you to get this. Now in this series, Time to Dream, opening doors to your future, you need to understand what a dream is. The kind of dream that I'm talking about. There are three types of dreams. The first type of dream is the dreams that you have with while you're sleeping. It's those thoughts and images that you have with your eyes closed. Now I think we all know and realize that sometimes those can be nightmares. And so obviously not all the dreams that you have are good and from God. The second type of dream is simply this those dreams that we have while our eyes are open, the desires and thoughts that you have while you're awake. And these dreams are far more important than the dreams that you have with your eyes closed. But there's even a more important dream, and that is the dream that God has for you, the the plans. The, the 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 plans and the goals that he has created you for that he wants you to fulfill that dream that god has for your life is far more important than the dreams that you have for yourself for your own life god has not promised to fulfill the dreams that you have for your own life but folks he has promised that he will fulfill the dreams The plans, the thoughts, the desires that he has for your life. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. I know the plans that I have for your life. They are plans for your, your good and not plans to harm you. My plans for your life will give you great hope and a wonderful future. You see, the reality is your dreams for your life might mess you over, but God's dream for your life it, it will give, it is good, it will give you hope, and it will give you a bright future. I don't know about you, but I want to vote for God's dream for my life and not my dream for my life. Why? Because God's dream not only is better, but folks, it's bigger. Paul said this in Ephesians 3.20, God can do anything God can do anything far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request or dream in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working gently within us. God says, you go ahead and you think of the greatest dream that you can for your own life, and I will top it. The dream that I have for you, God says, is bigger than what you can imagine, what you can request, what you can guess. And guess what? I'll accomplish it in your life. Not by pushing you around, but by gently guiding you. Now here is the cool thing about God's dream for your life. He can circumstantially Make it happen. He can get all the right parts in alignment. He can align all the stars in the right way so that it can happen. I can tell you hundreds of stories where God has done that for me, where other people said, how in the world did that happen, Pastor George? I says, God did it. It's a God thing. He is the one who arranges the opportunities, the circumstances, at the right time, in the right way, at the right place to make it happen. In fact, he is the one who opens the doors to fulfill the dreams that he has put on your heart. Revelations 3.8 says, I have set before you an open door that no one can shut. He is the one who opens the doors. But here's the deal. You have to walk through it. That door can be wide open, but if you don't have the courage to walk through it, you could miss it. And so for the rest of our time, I want to give you 12 reasons why you and I need to study this concept of God's dream for our life. Understand something. This is not about God's purpose for your life. God's purpose for your life never changes. They are eternal, like knowing God and growing in Him and loving Him and serving Him and sharing Him with other people. God's purposes never change, but God's dream for your life does. It changes with age. It changes with responsibility. It changes with maturity. It changes with growth, with obedience to the previous dream that God has given you. You see, God's purposes for you, they never change. But God's dream for you is different now than it was, I don't know, 10 or 20, 30 years ago. And so it's important for you to understand what God's dream is for your life right now. So let me give you 12 reasons why you need to know God's dream for you right now. The first one is simply this, that God gave you the capacity to dream. You didn't make that up, that ability up, Yourself. No, it was given to you by God. The only reason that you can dream is because, folks, God is a dreamer. In Genesis 1, 26, it says, Let us make human beings in our image and likeness. This is what makes us different from animals. Cows, ants, dogs, whatever. Don't, don't think about the future like you and I think about it. They operate off of instinct, but we operate off of the ability to dream of skyscrapers, of new businesses. We, 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 we think of new vaccines to counter different viruses that we as mankind encounter. Animals can't do that. Why? Because we have been made in the image of God. You and I are most like God when we are dreaming. And I know you, you may be sitting there watching this video thinking, you know what? I, I, I don't dream now. I'm not that creative, Pastor George. Well, let me tell you this. You used to be. When you were a kid, you used to dream the wildest dreams all the time. What has happened is that life has knocked it out of you. Well, guess what? God wants you to begin dreaming again. And I would be so forward to say this, that if you don't dream, you're sinning. You're missing what God has for you. The second reason is that without a dream, I'm dying. Proverbs 29, verse 18 says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. I just got back from a conference in Cameroon, teaching about, I don't know, about 300 pastors or so. And I told him this when a church doesn't have a vision, your people will move to another parish. <laughs> Churches have to have vision. That is why I am always asking myself God, what's next? What's next for me? God, what's next for my family? What's next for my marriage? What's next for Life Point Church? Why? Because without a dream, I'm dying. You are either dreaming or you are dying. And to be honest with you, some people die before they die. Why? Because they've stopped dreaming. As your pastor, I want to rev up the dream machine in your life in this series to help make the rest of your life the best of your life. Without a dream, you're dying. The third reason is that everything starts with a dream. You look at anything that has ever been created and someone thought of it first in their mind. They began dreaming about it. Now, I think it's pretty obvious that God is the original dreamer. Everything started with God, but then what he did is he delegated it to you and I. He dreamt of the universe and he created it. He created our planet so as to create us. And he created you and he delegated to you the ability to dream. God is the original dream giver, and it's important that you and I get his dream for our life. But he's the one that has given you the ability to dream, to dream of new hobbies, to dream of new businesses, to dream of new ministries, to dream of changing the world that we live in. Everything starts with a dream. In fact, Albert Einstein said, Imagination rules the world. Imagination is the ability to think up new things. Everything starts with a dream. Paul said this in Ephesians 1 verse 18. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future that God has called you to share. As your pastor, I am praying that you will be asking and that you will discover God's dream for your life right now. The, the, I'm asking that God will help you to be a visionary, a visionary leader in your workplace, a visionary leader as a spouse, a visionary leader as a parent, a visionary leader within the church. And what's so neat is this, to dream doesn't cost you and I any money. Now, when I begin to dream, my staff begins to get scared, okay? And when I begin to dream with my wife, she begins to get scared. But it doesn't cost any money to dream. The fourth reason why you need to understand what God's dream is for you right now is that dreams show you what God wants to do through your life. In these past few weeks, as I've been preparing my own heart, I've been thinking about the last 31 years of Life Point Church and the dream that He put on my heart to plant and start this church. Well, guess what? God wants to give you a dream about what He wants to do through your life, what your future can be. So, why? so that you can get excited about it and so that you can cooperate with God. Now, here's the deal. He's not gonna give it to you all at once. He's gonna give it to you in bite-sized pieces because if he gave it to you all at once, it'd scare you to death and you'd run the opposite way. So God's gonna give it to you in bite-sized pieces, but he gives it to you because he wants you to cooperate with it. He, you may not know this, but he even does this with unbelievers. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 32, it says this, Joseph told Pharaoh, God has given you two dreams to let you know what he has definitely decided to do and that he will do it in your future. God showed that dream to an unbeliever. Dreams show what God wants to do through you the fifth reason that my is this that my dreams define me we shape our dreams and our dreams shape us if you don't have any dreams for your life you have no definition to your life have you ever thought why so many com- people are confused about their identity about their gender about whether they are a man or a woman. Or even beyond that, people guess, wondering, I wonder who I am. I wonder if, if my life is significant. I wonder if I matter. Folks, the reason why is because your dreams define you. And if you don't have God's dream for who you are, then you don't know the man or woman you are supposed to be. My dreams define me. And so you better get the right dream. Jesus said it like this in the Gospels, in Matthew 6, 22. Jesus said, your eye is the light of your body. If your vision is good, Your whole body will be full of light. But if your dream is evil, your whole life will be full of darkness. Your dreams will define the person you become. A great dream will define a great person. A small dream will define a small person. An evil dream will define an evil person. Your dreams define you. So you better choose your dreams wisely. If, your dream, if the vision of your life is clear, you will be full of light. But if your vision is cloudy, your vision will mislead you and you will go in the wrong direction. You will harm yourself and more than likely, you will harm others. The sixth reason is this. A dream keeps me Growing. A dream forces me to develop skills that I don't have. It helps me to discover latent skills that are there, but I didn't know that they were there. How many times have you told yourself as you were attempting to do something new, maybe at the workplace, maybe with kids or whatever, th- that you said, you know what, I never knew that that was, with, that was in me. I-, I never knew that, that I-, I had those gifts, I had those abilities. I didn't know that I was shaped to do this. Folks, our dreams shape who we are. They pull us out of ourselves to help us see that there are things bigger than ourselves so that we don't live selfish lives. Dreams make us great. Literally, I have read hundreds of biographies of men and women who have lived extraordinary lives because they have had a great dream. And yet, as I have studied their lives, to be honest with you, they really were just like you and I. They came into this world just like you and I did through our mommy's tummy, okay? And when they were put into diapers, they pooped and peed in their, in their diapers just like you and I did. But some people have attached themselves to a great dream, and as a result, they have become an extraordinary person. You have no earthly idea what God can do in your life when you begin to cooperate with the dream that he has for you right now. So I say this, let God's dream stretch your emotions, stretch your heart, let it stretch your imagination, let it stretch your thinking for the global glory of God. There are a lot of things that you and I, we can, that we couldn't choose in life. We couldn't choose the color of our skin. We couldn't choose the place where we were born. We couldn't choose the parents that we had. There's a lot of things in life that you and I couldn't choose But there is one thing that we have 100% control of, and that is to believe God. That is your choice. And if you believe God a lot, then God will bless you a lot. If you believe God a little, then your life will be blessed a little. A dream keeps you and I growing. The Apostle Paul said this. This is so cool. In Philippians 3, 12 through 15, he said, I know that I am not yet what God wants me to be. I haven't reached that goal, in other words, that dream, but I keep moving towards it to make it mine because Christ made me and saved me for this. I know that I haven't yet reached my goal or dream, but there's one thing I always do, forgetting the past and straining towards what is ahead. I keep my eyes focused on the goal, the dream, so that I may one day win the prize that God has called me to receive through Christ in the life above. All of you who are spiritually mature should think this same way. I want you to circle this phrase, I am not yet. That is refreshing to me because Paul is saying he hasn't yet achieved the dream that God has for him, that God put on his heart, that he was still growing towards it. That's refreshing to me. And circle the last phrase in that passage. Spiritually mature should think this way. In other words, if you don't have a big dream for your life, Guess what? You may not be as spiritually mature as you think you are. I want you to dream and have dreams from God that are so big that you cannot do it on your own in your life, in your marriage, with your family, in this church. If your dream isn't so big that it doesn't scare you, then it doesn't require a lot of faith. And that is why in the next six weeks, we're gonna be taking a look at this. The seventh thing is this. A dream focuses my energy. Now my guess is this, that you have learned by now that not everything is important. Or I should say, you and I can't accomplish everything. <laughs> we can't do it all. But we've also probably learned that not everything is important in other words you and I have to select selection is the name of the game we have got to choose what's important and what isn't important what counts and what doesn't count what we need to give our life to and what we shouldn't give our life to we need to select you need a dream that is so big that i would say affects and impacts eternity that focuses all of your energy in 1 corinthians 9 paul said this i run straight to the goal with purpose in every step i fight to win I- i'm not like some who bo- who some boxers punching the air or playing around Paul says, I'm purpose-driven. I fight to win. I run straight towards the goal. I'm not going to waste my time. I don't want you to waste your time on dreams that we have while we're dreaming at night. I don't want us to waste our lives dreaming of dreams for ourselves that we have thought of for ourselves Folks, I want us to give our energy to the most important dream of all. And those are the dreams that God has for you that he wants you to cooperate with him right now. Number eight, a dream stretches my faith. The Bible says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. Your dream stretches your faith. And that leads to the ninth thing. A dream keeps me going in tough times. If you don't have a dream for your life, you will flame out. You will give up. You will burn out. Especially when that dream takes longer than what you think. Dreams always have delay built into them. And if you have A big dream or a lifelong dream. Folks, it's gonna take the rest of your life to accomplish it. But if you have a dream, what it does is it motivates you on the inside, it gives you a desire to keep on keeping on. Personally, there have been many times in my life that I have just wanted to quit. Most of the time, it's on Monday, to be honest with you. I have PMS, (laughs) post-message syndrome. After I get done with the message, I think, oh, God, that wasn't that good. God, I should have prayed about that more. God, I'm not the leader that you want me to do. There are many times in my life that I have wanted to quit, but the dream that I have had keeps me going, and I am not done dreaming yet. You might be sitting there and you might be thinking, well, did George pass? What was your dream? I'll tell you what it was. That I would be able to present you as a fully functioning follower of Jesus Christ. That has been my dream. And that is why we are doing this series. I want to help you dream God's dream for your life. And I am not going to settle for anything less I am going to push you. I am going to prod you. I am going to woo you to begin dreaming God's dream for your life. Because a dream keeps you going. Even in a crisis like we are going through right now with the coronavirus. Job said this in Job 6 verse 11. I do not have the strength to endure I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. Job encountered sickness, physical crisis in his life, relational crisis, economic crisis in his life. But he said he didn't feel like he could go on because he didn't have a goal. Will you write this down? It's not pain that causes you to give up. It is pain without a dream. It is pain without a purpose that causes you and I to give up. We as human beings have an amazing ability to endure suffering when we have a dream that is bigger than ourselves. I think of the Holocaust and the Jews. Folks, they were able to endure that because they had a big dream. But so often, the death of a dream results in the death of a person. Dreams keep us going. The 10th reason is that a great dream inspires others to dream. It inspires others to dream. To have God's dream for your life. And to see God use you to inspire other people, folks, is beyond words. Some nights I can't even sleep because of the things that God is doing in your life where God humbly has used me to inspire you. And I want that for your life. I want you to be a fire igniter in other people's lives. I don't want you to be water where you're dousing out other people's desires and dreams. No, I want you to be a fire lighter where you inspire other people. And that's why we're doing this series. In Proverbs eleven twenty seven, it says, if your goals are good, you will be respected. You see, if you have got a self-centered goal, that it's really about you and what you share with other people is just to manipulate them to get what they want, to get what you want, then you won't be respected because that eventually will be found out. But if you dream in an altruistic way for other people to to add value to them, to have a big dream for other people, you will be greatly respected. Number 11, my self-discipline towards the dream that God has put in my heart will be rewarded in heaven. It will not only be rewarded here on earth, but it will be rewarded in heaven because of the, the character that it is building into our life. Take a look at 1 Corinthians nine twenty-five. All athletes practice self-control. They do it to win a prize that will... Fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. I know that we just had the Super Bowl just a few months ago, but in reality, most people will forget who the winner was. I will not, because I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan, okay? (laughs) But most people will forget it, and that's okay. But what you do for Christ will never be forgotten. The twelfth reason that you and I need to cooperate, that we need to know God's dream for our life and that we need to cooperate with it is that God-given dreams are a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who resides within you, within us, that gives us the ability to dream. Peter, preaching on the first day in the first church in Jerusalem, said this in Acts 2, 17 and 18. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will proclaim my message. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Yes, on all my servants both men and women i will pour out my spirit in pour out my spirit in those days and they will proclaim my message he says sons and daughters he says young and old he says men and women who is left out of that nobody nobody's left out He's saying when God's Spirit starts to move in your life, you're going to begin to see dreams. You're going to have a dream that's going to come from God, that's going to bring revival in your life, in your marriages, in your families, and in this church. And so let's dream God's dream. Next week, we're gonna start the homework, and we're trusting God that this virus thing will pass and we will be able to come together as a spiritual family. If not, we'll be flexible, and we will find a way to launch this series to impact our lives and the lives of those who are around us. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that you are a good God, that you are a great God, that you are the original dream weaver. And we want to look to you starting today, asking you that you would reveal your dream for our life right now where we're at, that we will be able, as we understand it, to cooperate with you to fulfill it in our lifetime for your glory and for the good of other people, God. And so begin to teach us. Begin to instruct us and lead us in your way because, God, we want your dream for our life.